Hey, welcome to Happier Ladies, a podcast where we discuss all things related to the Happier and Happier in Hollywood podcasts. We're sisters and super fans who can't get enough happier. So we created our own podcast to keep the conversation going. I'm Malika Amandi, a SoCal native living in Western Massachusetts, a new mom and an entrepreneur. I'm here with my sister, Azizi Williams. That's me. I live and work in the LA area. I'm a not so new mom, and I'm an education professional in the independent school world. This week, we'll discuss our takeaways from the latest episodes of Happier and Happier in Hollywood. I'm up first with a recap of Happier. So this week on Happier, episode 449, Liz and Gretchen covered the value of making a mindful investment in yourself, listening to a podcast to fall asleep faster, strategies to deal with a messy adult child, and the strategy of experiencing nostalgia through eating a favorite childhood food. And on More Happier, they did a deep dive into podcasts for National Podcast Day and discussed the variety of ways podcasts can make a difference in our lives and make our lives happier. Malika, how have podcasts made a difference in your life? Podcasts are probably one of the number one ways that I consume media and learn things. I think this instance of us creating a podcast, this is kind of meta, but this has brought us closer. We're making a podcast about two other podcasts, but it's a chance for us to work on a project and collaborate. And so that's really special just to have this reason to stay connected and have these weekly calls. I think a podcast that I have been enjoying lately has been one called Normal Gossip, which is real gossip from people, but they change all the names and they're like in different subcultures or communities and, you know, academia. There have been several episodes wow. set there, somebody's homeowners association, but it's always a story from a friend of a friend and they're, they're benign. They're not like catastrophic. They intentionally pick stories that are going to be somewhat lighthearted even if they're emotionally the stakes are high that's a part of what makes it good gossip but no one's life is in danger it's really fun to listen and uh they have different celebrities commenting on the stories and it's very entertaining it's still juicy even though you don't know the people involved yes it's so juicy and it you can get really invested in the stories it's very funny i highly recommend it well, the first podcast I remember us bonding over was Dinner Party Download. Do you remember that podcast? Yes, I loved Dinner Party. Rico and Brendan Francis Newnham. Where are they now? Rico Galliano. Right? Where are they now? I mean, this was like at the beginning of podcasts. That was such a good show. So I was remembering that one. But recently, I really appreciated the value of a daily podcast or at least a Monday through Friday podcast. And I have paired particular, you know, specific podcasts with my commute. And on my commute home, which is about, you know, 45 minutes or so, I listened to T-Boy. And Malika knows this podcast because I turned her on to it. And T-Boy stands for the best one yet. It's a daily podcast where um, two friends from college recap you know, three stories from the news in business, in the business world. 
And the way they recap the stories is by making them very relatable and sort of telling the story. They're so upbeat. They're so energetic. They're having such a great time. And they have created a culture around the podcast with special language and inside references. And it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, you know, it's coming every day. So every time when I'm on my way home, I listen to T-Boy and just smile and laugh the whole way home. I have to say I was skeptical about T-Boy. And the first time you played it for me, I was just like, this is gross. I don't want to listen to it. I don't, their energy, it's too much. You kind of were like, just keep listening for a few more minutes. (laughs) By the end of the episode, I was so into it. And now I listen to it every single day. And one thing I love about that podcast is that they do shout outs at the end of each episode. So you can fill out a Google form and ask them to do a shout out for anybody for any reason. And they will read it at the end of their podcast. So you can, I congratulated my niece on passing her learner's permit test. And they did a shout out for her. Azizi did a shout out for my son Indigo for his first day of preschool. And it's really exciting to hear your news being celebrated in such a public way. Oh my goodness, that shout out is a happiness boost. Yes. It's such a small gesture. And, you know, when you hear it on the podcast, it feels very special. So uh, absolutely, I would encourage everyone to try T-Boy, but stick beyond the first episode. You have to listen to two to really know if you like it. And yeah, I would say that podcasts have definitely made a positive impact. And I'm grateful that they exist, that this format has come about. So Malika, do you want to recap Happier in Hollywood? This week's Happier in Hollywood, episode 333, Liz and Sarah enthusiastically celebrated the end of the writer's strike. Sarah shared about her gratitude day, and then they discussed how they get ideas for segments from listeners, including Suggestion Sunday, which appeared on their Facebook page. I just want to say I'm so happy the writer strike is over. Also, it's quite emotional just hearing the news and inspiring and yeah, all the goosebumps. And also for the two of us being L.A. natives and you still live in the L.A. area, we're just so entrenched in the entertainment industry. And, you know, our dad is in the industry. I was in the industry. It's just such a part of who we are. So even though we're not in the Writers Guild, it was a part of our lives as well. Yours more so still living there. Yeah. And I'm I'm not in the industry, but I feel like most industries in Los Angeles are directly connected to the entertainment industry. So um, the strike was impactful at you know my school and for the parents who, who have their kids at my school. And so just as invested, or maybe not just as invested as was in Sarah, but very invested in the outcome of the strike and so excited for the writers that that it sounds like they they had a lot of things they, they got a lot of what they needed from the strike so that's that's positive so speaking of suggestions sunday do you have a suggestion oh, well yes i do malika and uh, my suggestion is thanks to my colleague and friend monique marshall who at a board retreat that we were both at, shared this book with me. It's called How to Break Up with Your Phone. And when she read the title, I out loud said, I don't need to break up with my phone. And then I don't want to break up with my phone. 
But then she read a little bit of the first chapter of the book, and I'm going to read just a little bit of it to you. It starts off with an open letter to my phone. It starts off by the authors discussing the moment when they got the phone. And then it says, then I held you in my hand and things started moving fast. It wasn't long before we were doing everything together, taking walks, having lunch with friends, going on vacations. At first, it seemed strange that you wanted to come with me to the bathroom. But today, it's another formally private moment for us to share. And oh my goodness, by the end of this open letter, <laughs> I was sold and realized that, you know, I could maybe reevaluate the relationship I have with my phone. It is an actual relationship that maybe is not serving me all the time the way I'd like it to. So it's a fun read. It's not very long. I would highly recommend it. Malika, what about you? It's funny that you bring that up because... My suggestion is inspired by another podcaster, Sarah Hart Unger. She's the host of Best Laid Plans and the co-host of Best of Both Worlds. And she talks about that book and <laughs> breaking up with your phone. That's one of her themes is she's left social media. It's been this whole journey. And anyway, that's how I heard about that book first. So on her podcast, Best Laid Plans, she gives advice and content around planning, like setting up your calendar. It's all about paper planners and getting really into the weeds about how to plan. And one of her kind of principles is that you need one source of truth in your life, which she refers to as like your master calendar. So whether it's paper or Google, you've got to have one place where you put everything in. So you can't have like floating papers that have doctor's appointments or floating, you know, your kid's ballet schedule. With all my little post-it notes I have everywhere. Yeah, no, it's all got to go into your one source of truth. And then you can pull from that for different things. But there's just too much to contain otherwise. So I, I'm implementing that and it's been really good. And I also feel like it applies to a to-do list. So instead of having 50 different to-do lists for different goals or themes, having, um, I'm calling it the catch-all. I have one master to-do list that is online, but there's a shortcut on my phone so I can add things to it quickly. And if I text a reminder to myself, I'm trying to look at those reminders every day or every week to add them to the catch-all. And it's making me feel very organized just to know, okay, anything I have to do is on this list. Yes, it's a long list, but I can filter it or kind of manipulate it to see different things. I feel relief, like I'm not forgetting things or things aren't falling through the cracks. Well, it makes me feel good just to know that you are feeling good about your organization. I am getting a happiness boost from your organized life and this master list. It is very it is very compelling. I think I do probably have as many lists as I have to-do items on those lists. So there's there's something there. I get it. All right. So our next segment is speaking of work, where we discuss observations about our work lives. So I have a new job and this is an opportunity for a clean slate. Gretchen talks about this in Better Than Before and in her kind of resources around habit change, that having just a brand new routine is a really good way to do 
something different and it could be it doesn't even have to be connected to what the new thing is it's just an opportunity for your system to reset so for myself there has been a lot of changes we have a totally new routine and I think the clean slate that I'm feeling the most that I'm leaning into it is connected to work because I'm entering into a new environment where I don't have a ton of responsibility yet and I don't have entrenched ways of doing things. It's very much, it's a new job for me. It's a new role. So I'm trying to be very intentional about setting up my systems now, knowing as I, as I learn more about the job that they're going to change, you know, I'm going to have more information but my hope is that I can just iterate and not have to kind of get to that place, which I have been in in many in jobs before, where all of a sudden you're buried in things and you wish you had set up something at the beginning or you decide, OK, I am going to set up this system. And it takes so much time and effort to overhaul kind of the bad habits that have already been established. So it's. I'm in an advising role, and though I haven't done it in this capacity, I have done one-on-one -on -one coaching before, so I've had clients and notes, and so I'm using my knowledge from that of things that worked in that in that realm to kind of set up my systems, but it feels so good to do that now before the workload has increased, so that feels like you only get one chance to set your foundation in the beginning. So that's what I'm leaning into with this clean slate. Oh, that sounds amazing. And you know, what you just shared about your master to-do list seems like an example of you setting up systems to help you, you know, be more productive and not get overwhelmed once the workload start, starts heating up. So a gold star to you, Malika, for using this opportunity to set up some, some systems for you that are supporting you at work. I think that's fantastic. Thank you. Check in with me in a couple months. Could it be even better in a couple of months? Right? I will check in. I'm confident it will be even better. You know, but it's true. So I'm at year three um, in my role, which I don't think I can say it's new anymore. I think officially it's not new. Uh, but the systems have been, you know, the systems that I started with, some of them, served me and some of them it turned out did not once I started to under really understand what the scope of the work was and and what I needed now I am I have systems established and I'm really rolling one for example is the good note and using iPad to take my notes and to create files and that system has really improved my my workflow yeah it takes some it takes a little bit of time to refine it and iterate as you said and get it right but that that does definitely make a difference so now i'm going to talk about shortcut to happy where we share a simple strategy that will make you happier and today's strategy uh, what i would like to share with you is use the massage chair you know what i'm talking about You've seen them before. They're usually black and leather and they're at the mall. They're in other large areas where people gather. And I happened to come upon some massage chairs on my recent trip to Hawaii with my family. 
We were at the airport in Oahu. We had, you know, a couple hours, you know, you get to the airport early and you want to be sure you're going to make it there in time. And then you're kind of just sitting around kind of waiting for time to pass. And there were two massage chairs. And I thought, should I? I was curious. I'd been curious before passing by in the mall and just never had really taken the leap. I thought maybe I'm going to look goofy or I don't know, people are going to stare at me. But I decided to go for it. I convinced my older daughter, who's not very hard to convince to try new things. So I'm lucky that way. She came with me and we paid, I don't know, $5 for like 10 minutes of the massage chair. And oh my gosh, it was so amazing. It was, my eyes were closed. It, you know, that airport stress, it's stressful getting to the airport and you're carrying things and, you know, it was kind of the end of the vacation. So I was having those feelings, but sitting in the massage chair for 10 minutes just kind of made things a little bit better. And I didn't really care who was watching at that point when I was in it. And when, when it was almost over afterwards, I realized, you know what? If I have a few minutes, I'm going to use the massage chair. So I'm encouraging all of you to uh, to use that a little happiness boost product that that I'm sure you've encountered at some point in your life and you'll encounter again. Have you used a massage chair, Malika? I don't think so. I've only used them at the nail salon when you're already in it for the pedicure. But it's funny because it there's something about it. It feels like it's too public, like. I don't know if I want to relax while these people are walking by like that. I don't know. It feels like something you should do in private somehow. I mean, your clothes are on. True. It's pretty, it's quiet. It doesn't make a lot of noise, actually. And you just kind of close your eyes and then you don't see anybody. So um, just don't make noises, you know, (laughs) that would be inappropriate, but Otherwise, it, yeah. it's a it's a delightful experience and it just looks like you're sitting in a chair. So okay. um, I would I would you should give it a shot, Malika, the next time you see a massage chair. I'll give it a shot. And now it's time for peaks and valleys, because in life there are always peaks and valleys. This is an odd episode, so I will start us off with a peak. This week, my peak was a surprise visit from my niece, Ilea, who is in college about an hour away. And it was just a fun surprise. She decided to come for the weekend and it just feels like a fun slumber party to have a friend, you know, my niece here and uh, just to get to connect with her. And we went thrift store shopping and to our favorite cafes and she helped with the baby which is always a plus so it's really nice to have family over I'm uh, living in western Massachusetts my husband's family is in the area but my immediate family is all on the west coast so we don't get to see Ilea that often because she's has a life and is almost 20 years old but when we do it's nice to have that connection of family in the house it's very special right I'm so jealous Malika that you got to see Ilea who is my daughter and who I miss terribly I haven't seen her since you know the beginning of August and it was nice to get text messages you guys went to my favorite 
candle place, uh, Yankee candle out there and just got to have fun family time together. So I miss Ilea dearly, but I'm so glad that she has you and your to hang out with. And I look forward to um, seeing her again at Thanksgiving time. So thank you for, for hosting her. And what's your valley for the week? So uh, my valley is not going to bed on time. And in the spirit of Liz and Gretchen and Sarah, you you name this thing that is challenging so that you can be reminded to kind of work on it. I know that I need to go to bed by, you know, 10 p.m. so that I can wake up refreshed and do all the things I want to do. And yet my body does not want to go to bed. My body wants to stay up till about 1 a.m. and just party and online shop and watch TV and try to do all the selfish me things that I didn't get to do during the day. And I know in my brain that this is not going to end well and that I will re regret it. You know, I'm stealing fun from the next day when I stay up late, but it's hard to wind down. I have a difficult time winding down. So Malika, I, what I did was I got on the Happier app and I started a don't break the chain reminder to be in bed by 10. So I'll report back how that goes. I, I need all the help I can get. So I'm grateful for that tool that Gretchen created for just this kind of situation. Well, kudos for using those resources to help you with an aim. Yes, we'll see how it goes. It's also easy to ignore, but, but I'm not going to because I don't want to break the chain. I can visualize this chain. I want it to be very long. So I'm, I'm hoping that helps me. How many days is the chain now? Well, I, I just started it today. <laughs> okay. One well, strong. not yet. <laughs> First, I have to go to bed at 10 and then it will be one strong. So I'm my goal is to get that one link today, and then I'll report back later how it's going. You got this. All right. That brings us to the end of this episode. Azizi, let's leave on a happier thought. What are you going to try this week? Uh, well, I'm going to try the podcast, Normal Gossip, you said. Yes. Um, I'm intrigued. You, you sold me. I'm going to give that a shot. And what about you, Malika? I am going to, I I want to say the massage chair, but I just don't know. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I don't know that I'll see one in my day-to-day -day life. That's true. Mm -hmm. What else do I want to try? Well, you could try to break up with your phone. Okay. I'll try looking into that book. I can check it out on Libby, the audiobook. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like us, rate and review and tell a friend. Send us a message at happierladies at gmail.com and tell us something you liked about Happier and Happier in Hollywood this week. Our theme music was created by Wyatt Muncy, and we want to thank Norm Amandi for helping us produce this episode. We also want to give a special shout out to Gretchen Rubin, Liz Craft, and Sarah Fang for inspiring our conversation each week. You can find us on Instagram at happierladies and on the web at happierladies.com. We'll see you next time.